Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Shot in the dark. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. AW Dark Elevation episode number two starts off with Ty Conti with a record of seven and two, ranked number two in the women's division, accompanied by negative one, defeated Ray Lynn with a record of 0 and one with the Hammerlock Didi Ty. Lee Johnson with a record of two and one, accompanied by Dustin Rhodes, defeated Adam Priest with a record of 0 and three. Uh, Johnson wins with this finisher that he calls the Brain Dog, which is like a brain buster onto his knee combination. Pretty cool looking move. I've never really seen anything like this done. We go backstage where Dasha is with Ryan Nemeth hyping up his match later on with Orange Cassidy, um, saying that when he sees someone like Orange Cassidy, it disgusts him and it'll be a hell of a show tonight. And that he is no hunk like him. Match number three, the Varsity Blondes with a record of 3-0-1. Defeated Fuego do Sol and Jake St. Patrick, who have a record of 0-1. Uh, Fuego does his beautiful spinning tornado DDT on Pillman, but he runs right into the discus punch by Garrison, who gets the pin. Match number four, Max Caster with a record of 4-1, who is still missing Anthony Bowens. Defeated Ryzen with a record of 0-1 with the mic drop. We see the Ryzen Star segment. This week, we see it on Red Velvet. Pretty much, she talks about her career. Uh, she grew up, her dad was a boxer, and she says that she didn't really think that boxing was for her, so she became a dancer, and that she kind of took her love for both her dad's boxing and her dancing to become a wrestler, as she used to watch that with her mother. Uh, we see Cody Rhodes, who chimes in, saying that even though even though she isn't completely signed with AEW yet, she sure has proven herself worthy enough. We go into her match, where she is teaming up with Big Swole, and they defeated Leva Bates and Maddie Rankowski. Uh, Velvet gets the pen on Rankowski after hitting her Just Desserts kick. Uh, right from the beginning, Bates and Rankowski were on the wrong page, and then Rankowski actually ends up picking up Leva Bates' books and hits... Leva in the face with it, so Leva just gets up and walks away. Uh, after the match, we see Vicky Guerrero and Nala Rose accompanied by, I guess, their new teammate, Jade Cargill. They come out and they kind of give a stare down to both Big Swole and Red Velvet, so I can see that tag team match possibly taking place soon. 
We go backstage where Dasha is again, this time with Ethan Page, uh, asking about his match later on with five. He says that the only number that matters to him is his win-loss record. And since Dark Order doesn't even care about five, he'll take care of him so he's not around anymore. Match number six, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, accompanied by Hook, defeated Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs, who have a record of 0-2. Stark gets the pin on Nelson with the Rochambeau after Hook trips him up. Match number seven, Danny Limelight, with a record of 2-1, defeated Baron Black with a record of 0-4, with what he calls Maria Sonato, which is means die dreaming, which is a sleeper hold. Uh, Paul White mentions that he met Danny Limelight at a tribute to the troops when Limelight was there serving as a Marine and was a fan watching the WWE shows. Match number eight, Orange Cassidy with a record of 17 and 10 and 1, defeated Ryan Nemeth, who has a record of 2 and 3 with his mousetrap move. Uh, after the match, Nemeth attacks Cassidy, who gets saved by Chuck Taylor, but JD Drake comes out and lays out Taylor, aligning himself with Nemeth. We'll later on see a little bit more from them too. Match number nine, Ethan Page with a record of 1 and 1, defeated 5 with a record of 5 and 0, with his Eagle's Edge, which is pretty much like a Razor's Edge, but he just drops them instead of dropping with him. After the match, he asked for the mic, and he's yelling at Justin Roberts about handing him the mic directly. Uh, Paige spoke to everybody ringside and at home, saying to get used to his face, as he's going to be there for a very long time. And our main event for Elevation was Rio Mizunami with a record of 6-1, ranked number 5 in the women's division, defeated Layla Hirsch with a record of 4-2 by submission with an arm and triangle choke. We go into Tuesday's edition of AEW Dark. Uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, they start the show. Defeating Chaos Project with a record of 8 and 10. Reynolds does get the pen on Serpentico after hitting him uh, with the Dark Destroyer. We also saw a little bit of like, um, I guess Serpentico has got enough of his uh, treatment from Luther that he kind of threw up the Dark Order symbol, possibly uh, trying to say that he wants to leave Chaos Project and join the Dark Order. We go backstage with Alex Marvez, who's with SCU, saying that they are the number one ranked tag team, and while Ray Phoenix and Pac are getting the title shot, they'll just keep on winning until they get their title shot. And we go into their match. With a record of 7-0, they defeated Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs with a record of 0-3. Christopher Daniels does get the pin on Isaacs after hitting the best moonsault ever. Match number 3, Penelope Ford with a record of 2-0, defeated Miranda Alizé with a record of 0-2. Uh, Ford wins with the Fisherman Suplex, and commentary kept pointing out that there are still problems between Kip Sapien, Penelope Ford, and Miro. Match number four, the Gun Club with a record of 4-0, defeated the team of Adam Priest, Baron Black, and Jake St. Patrick, with Colton Gunn pinning St. Patrick after the 3-10 to Yuma. Match number five, Dante Martin with a record of 4-2, defeated Jack Evans with a record of 1-2. They point out that Darius Martin has been missing some, some time with a knee injury. Uh, Dante does some pretty amazing looking moves here. He actually went outside the rail where the, where the roster usually stands and has some pretty looking, uh, pretty great looking moves. He does win this with the 450 splash. After the match, he gets attack, attacked by Angelico, but Darius Martin comes out to help him even though he's medically not clear to wrestle. Match number six, Brian Cage defending his FTW championship with a record of 15-0 accompanied by Hook. Defeated Brandon Cutler with a record of 2-3. and three. Uh, Cage wins with a drill claw. Uh, the entire time, Ricky Starks and Taz are kind of like acting a bit worried on commentary. Possibly with the promo that Cage did with Sting last week on Dynamite. And they even thought about the... Um, they even thought about the uh, the chance of Brandon Cutler winning the FTW title and what would happen. Would he have to join Team Taz or not? Taz said, no, he'll just be the champion. Match number seven, Ashley Vox with a record of 0-2, defeated Alex Gracia with a record of 0-4. Very short match, but Vox does get her first AEW win here with the fish hook submission. Match number eight, Joey Janelli and Sonny Kiss with a record of 9-10, defeated Seth Gargas and Barry Morales. Uh, Alex Excalibur brings up the dissension from Team Taz last week. Taz quickly changes the subjects and brings and brings up that Joey Janela and Kiss also had a little bit of dissension last week. There wasn't really much follow-up on either one of these, though. 
but Kiss does get the pin on Gargus after the split leg drop reverse DDT combination. Match number 9, J.D. Drake with a record of 0-3 accompanied by Ryan Nemeth gets his first win over Fuego del Sol with a record of 0-5. Uh, Drake wins with like a big kick to the head, so kind of intrigued to see Drake and Ryan Nemeth here as a tandem. Um, I'm pretty sure neither one of these guys were signed, or maybe Nemeth is, but I know Drake isn't. But I would be pretty happy if both these guys do get signed and uh, stay together in AEW. Match number 10, QT Marshall with a record of 6-0, defeated Sean Dean with a record of 0-7. Uh, Marshall catches Dean jumping off the middle rope into a cutter for the pin. Match number 11, The Bunny with a record of 11-3, the former Allie wrestling for the first time as The Bunny, defeated Jasmine Allure. Uh, the Bunny comes out with her own theme music, and this is the first time she's wrestled since 2020 September. Match number 12, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson defeated Brick Aldridge, Carly Bravo, and Dean Alexander after Stu Grayson gets the pen on Bravo after the fatality. Match number 13, Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado of the Nightmare Family defeated Angel Fashion in D3 with a record of 0-1. Very quick win, Solo pins Fashion after a modified pedigree where instead of uh, kind of holding his arms up, he crosses them in an X. And our main event, really quick match, Cesar Bononi with a record of 3-3 accompanied by Pretty Peter Avalon defeated John Schuyler with a record of 0-3. Bononi wins easily here with a Death Valley driver. We go into the return of NWA Power. Um, I did cover their pay-per-view that happened on Sunday, Back for the Attack, so you can read the report on PulseWrestling.com, but this is their first show. Uh, they're back on Tuesdays at 6.05pm, but now instead of being free on YouTube, they're on the Fight app, or the Fight website. Uh, it is $4.99 for the month. I, I went ahead and purchased it as I am a fan of NWA, and I'm kind of happy that they're finally back after taking a long hiatus. We have our new commentary team here of Joe Golly, Tim Storm, and Velvet Sky. Match number one, Camille, who just became the number one contenders at the pay-per-view, defeated Alex Gracia, who we just saw on AW Dark. Uh, the Pope was doing a promo and got interrupted by Austin Idol, who introduces his new client, Tyrus, the former Brodus Clay, teasing a program between these two. Match number two, Fred Rosser defeated Marche Rocket, who used to be in TNA and Impact, as well as uh, Matt Cross in a triple threat match. Fred Rosser wins here and becomes the number one contenders for the television title while the Pope was on commentary. Match number three, Mike Perro, who we recently seen in MLW, defeated Jordan Clearwater. Thunder Rosa was conducting an interview, and Melina came in offering to help Rosa in any way, including managerial services. Uh, but Rosa was really against this, mostly due to their history together. In the main event, Nick Aldis, Tom Latimer, and Chris Adonis, the former Chris Masters, defeated Aaron Stevens, J.R. Kratos, and the Pope. Uh, Stevens pretty much stopped his own tag team partner, Kratos, from using a chair, and Kratos got rolled up by Adonis for the pen. After the match, they showed a little bit of tension between these two. It should be noted that Aaron Stevens and Kratos are the current NWA Tag Team Champions. On NXT UK, Nathan Fraser, the former Ben Carter, defeated Ashton Smith after a frog splash. Very competitive match for the both of them. We go backstage where Isla Dragunov is trying to apologize for his recent actions until Sam Gradwell interrupts him and starts spewing all types of matches that he could beat Dragunov in. And right when he says no DQ match, Dragunov says, no DQ, I like that. Let's fight. So next week they will be fighting in a no DQ match. We see another video hyping up Isla Dawn. And we get a promo for NXT UK Prelude, which is going to happen on Thursday, April 8th at 3 p.m., right before TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And Johnny Saint announces that on that show, we'll see Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate, and the winner gets a title shot for the Heritage Cup Championship. Match number two, Mako Sanamora defeated Danny Luna with the Scorpio Rising. We see a promo from Ginny and Joseph Connors backstage, where Connors challenges Jack Stars. Also, we see a defeated Danny Luna walking out disappointed, and she gets consulted by Flash Mark Webster and Mark Andrews. Walter comes out and asks Johnny Saint to find the next worthy challenger. He gets interrupted by Rampage Brown. They get into a little scuffle. Rampage is actually able to take Walter down, and the match is made official for NXT UK Prelude on April 8th. 
we get another video with Nina Samuels helping Zaya Brooks out in the gym. And Zaya is being really mean to her. She's kind of uh, pushing her around. She she starts spilling all the all the things on the floor. She tells her to grab the weights to clean up the stuff. And after um Nina Samuels is frustrated, Zaya tells her, "Don't forget to work out." So yeah, even though like you know Zaya won the match, it feels like there's some sort of double turn here. I kind of starting to feel bad for Nina Samuels a little bit. We see Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams training in the Performance Center, and uh, Kenny is still trying to apologize to Amir about cheating last week, and he says to make it up for him, he is getting them an NXT UK Tag Team title shot against Pretty Deadly. And our main event for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Jordan Devlin defeated Trent Seven, his first match since November, and he has trimmed down to 204 pounds and a quarter. Uh, Devlin gets the win here after a couple underhand tactics and hitting the 450 splash. On 205 Live, Wade Barrett. He actually filled in for Nigel McGuinness on commentary. We see Ashanti the Adonis defeating Arya Davari after Davari has been a little too cocky and it cost him the match. And Jake Atlas defeated Tony Nese. On New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, Strong Style Evolved, Jeff Cobb defeated Alice Coughlin. And we get a couple more of the New Japan Cup 2021 USA qualifying matches as Ren Narita defeated Mysterioso and Brody King defeated his former tag team partner, Bateman. On Ring of Honor is the go-home show for the 19th anniversary pay-per-view as Eli Isom defeated Ray Horace and the main event of Dragon Lee, Kenny King, Roosh, and LaBestia Do Ring defeated Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, Rhett Titus, and Tracy Williams with LaBestia getting the pin on Williams. Now there has been a couple of changes to the pay-per-view, but I will have a report for that this Friday on PostWrestling.com. And the WWE Network editions for the week evolved number five, where we see Brian Danielson versus Minori Sawa, Ricochet versus Kyle O'Reilly, Mercedes Martinez versus Awesome Kong, which I never even realized happened. Uh, we also get an episode of ICW Fight Club. This is their special Bard event, which is every match in a steel cage. And also WXW We Love Wrestling number three. Now, here in the States, uh, we got the Peacock Network, uh, which is going to be our alternative to the WWE Network. And uh, as of right now, they are adding whatever the additions are every Saturday. So hopefully that continues uh, so I can go ahead and keep covering these shows that they add every week. That is it for me this week. You can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. With world-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com.